Hey, this is Scott Niemeyer, lead pastor of High Point Church. I want to welcome you to our podcast. We hope that you're inspired and encouraged by the word today. Let's jump in and get started. Father, we just thank you right now, God, for your goodness. God, we thank you, Father, for your presence uh, here tonight. God, we thank you that, man, it's just been such a rich night already, God, that we've been able to I'll just tell you how much we love you, tell you how much we care about you. Just tell you, Father, that we're so grateful that you cared enough about us to send your your son, God, as the perfect and ultimate sacrifice, the perfect savior for the world. And we are here tonight to proclaim his name, Jesus. We are here to proclaim that he is the light of the world. And God, we thank you for the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. And everybody said, amen. I want to talk to you just for a couple of minutes uh, tonight on the subject of Jesus being the light of the world. In fact, he said, I am the light. I am the light of the world. You know, when I think about how big God is, You know, if you think about if God's ever done something in your life to be able to help you, or maybe God's answered a prayer for you, that's always a a very powerful thing, and you always kind of have that memory of that experience. And I love that we can always think, okay, God was big enough to be able to help me in my situation, but I've always thought this, that our view of God will always determine our response to him. And so if we have a small view of God, then our response to him will be very, very small. But if we have a large view of God, then I think that our response to him will be big. And that's the way that I want to live my life. And the way that I like to think about God is that I think about, there's some scriptures that actually say uh, something to this effect that God actually hung the stars in the sky that he put the planets and the moons all in their place and that he actually named each and every one of them. And I don't know about you, but I can remember as a kid, I used to go, we had uh, an aunt and uncle that lived down on the bay and I used to love to go down to the bay and we'd be able to, to go out. They had a, a main house and then you could go down to where the bay actually came to their property. They had a big ranch down there. <clears throat> they had a little beach house down there on the water. We could go down there. We could lay on our backs and we could look up at the stars. And if you get someplace where it's dark enough, you can really see the stars very, very well. And I don't know how many times I've laid on my back and tried to count the stars, but I'm here to tell you right now, it's an impossible task to do because there are a lot of stars in the sky. But here's the crazy thing. When I think about that, it begins to give me just a small glimpse into how big God is, that he hung those stars in the sky. You just think about the star that's in our solar system, the sun. You just think about that one star. You think about the sun in itself and how big and how bright it is. That actually is shining today because God said four words, let there be light. And all of a sudden there was light. So I love this idea of, of, of the light of the world being Jesus Christ, that, that God has the power uh, to be able to bring himself to the earth in the form of man, which is what Jesus was. Let me give you a, a couple of contrasting thoughts here, though, as I begin to think about 
what I would share with you guys tonight on Christmas Eve and begin to think about, you know, the year that we've been through. How many of y'all know 2020? It's almost like we got one more week. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, one more week. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for it to be over. I am ready for 2021. And you say, Pastor Scott, is 2021 going to be better? I hope so. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I hope it's going to be better than, how many of y'all remember the good old days? Come on, February 2020, I remember the good old days when we could walk around and do whatever we wanted to do and not be impeded by anything. You know, it's kind of a crazy year. As I think about that, I thought about this year. I thought in my lifetime, I'm 48 years old. In my lifetime, this is probably the most memorable year for me uh, as far as things changing in our society, things changing in the world around us. And uh, this is my first time to go through a global pandemic. And so this would be considered by most people to be a very dark year, a a year that we will remember, but we don't really wanna remember because it was a really dark year. And I think about some of the things that people have gone through this year. You know, there's so many different things. People have been battling and dealing with fear, uh, fear from the pandemic. And that that can be a very real thing that that you deal with. Anxiety uh, because of how your job is going to turn out or work out. Or are my kids going to get a good education because of them having to stay home for a while? You think about all these different things that can cause anxiety in life. You know, we've been quarantined and I was in love with all of my family until I had to quarantine with them for, you know, three or four months. And you're you're like, I don't know if I even like them anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. But you know, sometimes that kind of stuff comes up and so you, 2020 has kind of thrown us all these different things. You know, lots of people have lost somebody this year. You know, I've lost some friends this year uh, to COVID and and that's one of the things that you deal with and you think about, man, what a a dark year. And some of y'all are like, man, Pastor Scott, please tell us something positive. You're getting us depressed here on Christmas Eve. Well, here's the good news that anytime there is darkness, you can rest assured that there is a dawn that is coming. And I think about what Christmas is all, uh, all about. Christmas was about God getting the, the light of the world to mankind. It was about this, this, this great gift that God was, wanted to present to us, but he wasn't just to be able to create the Savior of the world. Ultimately, it was for when Jesus showed up and he was the light of the world, he showed up to dispel the darkness that was here. I want to talk to you just for a couple of minutes about, hey, if you're in a dark place at the end of this year and you've been kind of going through, kind of having a a tough time of things, I want to just give you some good news that the light of the world is here. He is alive and he is well. He is still present and his light will always dispel darkness. So as we think about these things in a world full of darkness, We need a light. We are a people that need the light of Christ. We need the light of Jesus in our life. And here's the crazy thing, and there's actually a scripture in Isaiah that uh, I don't have it pulled up tonight, but uh, another scripture that actually says something like this, that people that were looking for light were looking to the earth for the light. Now, how many of you know we can't look to the earth? We can't conjure up the light in our own ability. It only comes from God Almighty, and that light is his son, Jesus Christ, whom we are celebrating here tonight. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 2, it says this, that the people who walk in darkness will see 
a great light. I love the way that the Bible says that. It's not just a dim light. It's not just a light that will barely get by. I'm talking about, it says, the people who walk in darkness, or let me just rephrase it for this year, the people that have walked through 2020 will see a great light. I love that. And for those who live in the land of deep darkness, do you know that some people live in a place of darkness? Some people live in a place of despair. They live in a place where where they are confused and they live in a place of fear and anxiety. And I want you to know this, for those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. A light will shine in your life and in your situation. Have you ever been to a new place before? Maybe into uh, uh, maybe you walked into a, a building that you've never been in before. Maybe you were you were there and it was dark. You didn't know where the light switch was at. I can remember many times doing this uh, when I was a, a kid and not knowing where the light switches were and walking into a dark room. And what I would do is I would always kind of just find the wall and I'd work my way around the wall till I found a light switch. And then ultimately, I, once I found the light switch, I knew that even though there was darkness all around, I didn't know what my surroundings looked like. I didn't know, you know, what was in the room or who was in the room. I didn't know if I was going to trip over anything or what was taking place in that room. But once I found the switch, I could reach up and I could flip the switch on. And when I did that, I knew that the lights would come on. And what happened when the lights came on? The light dispelled the darkness and everything began to be clear so that you could see, I could see the things that I needed to see. And that's really what this is about. Understand this, that darkness and light cannot coexist. They can't coexist. Which means when Jesus comes into your life and he comes into your situation as the light of the world, it dispels the darkness. Now, here's the crazy thing. We can choose to stay in the darkness, but whenever we flip the switch and invite him to come in, then all of a sudden his light begins to get rid of the dark areas of your life. On Monday night, we were having dinner and having a good time with some friends of ours, and and uh, my sons were had been looking up and on the on the uh, on their phone, and, and they were looking at you know all the the current events, and they're like, "Hey, Dad, there's going to be this thing with some planets tonight, where I think Jupiter and Saturn are going to line up, and they're going to be in 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 line together, and they're going to come across as a very bright star." And how many of you ever have ever heard this saying when the stars align, things are going to go good, right? Things are going to go well, or something's going good in your life. You might, you might use that illustration. Hey, man, the stars have lined up. We are in good shape. We're ready to roll. And so this is what happened on Monday night. And so I begin to be a little bit curious about it. I begin to get a little bit of interest in it. So I begin to look it up on my phone, and it was referred to as two different things. The first thing they were referring to it as the great conjunction. The Great Conjunction. Now, to me, that sounds like we're going to English class and we're going to learn about uh, putting some words together. Uh, but so the Great Conjunction. So I looked that up. Like, what are they talking about? Well, here is the definition of conjunction. It's the action of two or more things happening at the same point. And so when these planets begin to line up, it actually showed them as one star, one planet, lined up together, and the light began to be brighter. Now, here's another thing that it was referred to as the Star of Bethlehem. So I did some research on that. And they actually believed that two other planets lined up all the way back. They can trace it back to as close as 2 B.C., 
to where these planets were lining up. And I believe, my personal opinion, the word of God doesn't say this, my personal opinion is that when God was bringing his son into the world and he wanted the, the magi and he wanted the, uh, the, you know, as the wise men to be able to come and the shepherds to be able to see the star, that he, what he began to do is he began to take all those stars that he placed and hung in the sky. He began to say, okay, now I'm going to move them around just for a purpose that I have to be able to get the light of the world into this earth. And so I think it was cool that's what happened, this great conjunction. So my boys and I, what do we do? We go outside. We got the app on our phone. You know, there's an app on your phone. You can just point your phone to the sky and it will show you whatever star configuration is out there. It'll show you the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and Orion, all those different things. It'll show you all that just through an app. So man, we're acting like we're professionals, you know. We're out there and we're like, okay, we got the app and we're shining up there. And I'm thinking, okay, guys, I think I found the star of Bethlehem. Man, it's bright. And it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And I'm like, this is definitely it, guys. Look, man, this is the star. And all of a sudden, they look at me like, Dad, that's not a star. That's an airplane, man. And uh, I begin to think, oh, I guess it is. That little, little red flashing light on there too. But anyway, we were finally able to, to come across it. Now, we had some light pollution where we were at, so we didn't see it very well. But we got to experience the great conjunction, if you will. Well, let me tell you what I believe the great conjunction is. We can talk about it being stars, but if it's two or more things happening at the same time at the same point in the same space, in the same continuum of time, then what if the great conjunction is actually man and God coming together? And see, that's what Christmas is really all about. It's about the great conjunction. It's about the greatest gift of all time. And God's saying, hey, listen, how about whenever the light of the world shines and the light of the world shows up, that we living in darkness will be able to see that light and make a, a, a choice to flip that switch on and to be able to see God and man come together at the same place and the same time. That is what the purpose of your life really is all about. So I know that Christmas is about great things, man. I hope that you're about to get out of here in a couple of minutes and go enjoy some good food and whatever your traditions are. I hope tomorrow you get everything that you asked for and you wanted. I, I, I hope all those things. Man, you know, my wife, Kelly, she makes the best fudge in the world, all right? I've been on keto for like 12 weeks. I'm about to hammer some fudge when I get to the house. And here, here's the crazy thing, though, is I hope you enjoy all of that. But don't forget that the real reason of this season is Jesus Christ and he is the light of the world. When light is present, illumination will always occur. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 8 and verse number 12. He said, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So if you want the, uh, the answer to never having to be and stay in darkness, here is the answer to that question. Whoever follows after me, whoever follows after Jesus, the light of the world will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That is my prayer for you tonight, that no matter where you are, no matter how bad 2020 has been to you, no matter how dark your life is right now, that you will be able to experience and have the light of life. That's my prayer for you. That's, that's what tonight is really all about. Let me read just a, a quick uh, story as we close here. 
give you a couple of points and then we're gonna sing together as we're dismissed. Matthew chapter two, it says this, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, the wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard uh, this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief uh, priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Now we all know that Herod was jealous or scared that the new king was going to take his spot as king. And he actually had a secret plan to go and to kill the baby. But he was telling the Magi that he was going to worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until, the, uh, until it stopped over the place where the child was. Verse number 10, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. This is one of the things that I hope is, is my prayer for you tonight is that whenever you realize that Jesus is the star, he is actually the light of the world, that you can take heart in this and you can be overjoyed. That's a promise that we can have tonight, that you don't have to be in darkness, that you can be overjoyed. That's not regular joy, that is overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented with him of gift, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So here's what the magi, the, the wise men actually did whenever they saw the star that led to the light. It says, first of all, that they saw it and they followed it. That's the first thing they did. They saw the star. They saw his light. The second thing is this. They responded to the light by searching for him. Now, I don't know if you thought that today you were just coming in to hang out with family, but I just want to challenge you with this thought that maybe today that you're actually here and that you're going to be able to search for the real light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. Then it says this, then they worshiped him and then they gave good gifts to him. That was the pattern of what they did in that time. As we close here tonight, let me give you some effects that light, light, has on people. Number one is light allows us to see things that we could not normally see. When Jesus is present in your life and you flip that switch on, you'll be able to see things that you've never seen before. Why? Because whenever he is present, he illuminates things all around you. And if you'll look, he'll show you things about your life. He'll show you things about your future. He'll show you things about your children, about your spouse, about your business. He'll show you things about your job. He'll show you things in life that you never ever dreamed that you could see, but it's because you draw close to him and he is the light. 
The second effect that light has on people, and this has been studied out and has actually been proven, that light reduces stress and anxiety. In the world, in the year that we've had, stress and anxiety running rampant. All the people that I talk to, they all tell me, listen, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. Light reduces stress and anxiety, which means the closer you get to Jesus, the closer you get to the light, the more that you can have freedom from those things. The third effect that light has on people is light increases joy. It doesn't increase happiness, it increases joy in your life. What does that mean? That light produces something in you. And it's this joy that is actually a strength that can help you overcome and help you walk through difficult seasons and difficult times in your life. And then the fourth effect of light on people is this. Light, and I've said it several times tonight, light dispels darkness. That light and darkness cannot coexist. I saw a couple of quotes that I want to share with you. And they're from a guy that was a, a famous a physicist, and his name was Stephen Hawking. Maybe you know of his, his life. He was an atheist. And he was going to do a, a, an interview, a debate somewhere, and there was a, a reporter that was there and began to ask him some questions. And the reporter asked him two questions that are notable. The first one is this, is what is religion? What is religion? Stephen Hawking actually answered this, religion is a fairy tale for people afraid of the dark. What religion is in his mind. And so, of course, the reporter, being a good reporter, asked the opposite question. He said, well, what is atheism? You say you're an atheist. What is atheism? And he said, atheism is a fairy tale for people afraid of the light. Interesting to think about people residing in darkness and people residing in the light. The message of the day as we celebrate Jesus is that the gift of his life is the light. That's what the gift is. And there, as, as people that have gathered together today to celebrate him, it would be a shame for us to leave and still be in darkness whenever we know that this is all about the light of the world. And I'm not talking about head knowledge. I'm talking about something in your heart where he'll come in and he'll begin to change you from the inside out. And when the light shows up, it won't be a condemning thing about all the dark areas of your life. He'll just begin to reveal things to you. Hey, why don't you deal with this? Hey, why don't you deal with this? Hey, pay attention to this. Hey, look at this. And he'll begin to show you things in your life. If Jesus is the light of the world, then the greatest conjunction that could happen today is for you and Christ to occur at the same point, the same time, and the same place, which is right where we are right now. Our lives will be lined up with his life. On this Christmas night, I wanna encourage all of us to remember all that Jesus has done for us. He is the light of the world. I wanna pray for you just right where you are. So I'm gonna ask you just very quickly, just bow your head and close your eyes. If you're here today and you're in a place of darkness, maybe you feel like you're struggling or you're going through something difficult in your life right now. Maybe 2020 has really been difficult for you. Maybe you have 
Maybe you've gotten a diagnosis or maybe you have had some struggle with your family or maybe things at work or maybe you lost your job or maybe you lost a loved one. But whatever it is, if you feel like you're in a dark place right now, I want to pray for you. You say, well, Pastor Scott, what does that mean? It simply means this, that you make a choice to reach up, find your way around the wall, and you reach up to that switch and you flip the switch to be able to see what Jesus wants you to see. It's really that simple. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, and you're in a dark place, but you really wanna accept the light that Jesus can provide for you, just raise your hand up right where you are. Just pull it up, pull it right back down. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I see your hand, you can pull it right back down. Now what I would like to do is I'd like for everyone to pray this prayer with me. Everybody together say, Father, Thank you for loving me. I come to you now and I am seeking Jesus Christ, the light of the world. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you have the the, the ability to draw me out of the darkness into your marvelous light. God, we thank you for that. And I receive you into my life right now in Jesus name and everybody said come on everybody said amen 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 let's give Jesus a great big hand clap come on he's the light of the world he's what we're here for the Christmas season thanks for joining us if you enjoyed this message we encourage you to subscribe and share it on social media or jump on over to our website at myhighpointchurch.com and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and remember, you can do all things through Christ.